Thanks for joining us on our podcast, We Are More Than Menopause. Allie and I have been best friends since we were 14 and have always leaned on each other through our entire life cycles. Throughout our friendship, we relied on advice from authors and books like Judy Bloom. And as we got older, we read The Girlfriend's Guide to Pregnancy. When we raised our daughters, we read Girlology. But we found that during midlife, there was no guide. So we went back to each other and realized we had to be the guides. And then we thought, hmm, what do other people do that don't have a girlfriend to chat with? So here we are, your girlfriends guiding you through, sharing what we've learned, our trials, our tribulations, the nitty gritty, not so pretty parts, and all the ways we can embrace this stage of our life. Because ladies, we are more than menopause. Hi, Pam. Hi, Allie. Welcome to We Are More Than Menopause, the podcast. Another (laughs) podcast today. We're excited to be here. And today, what our episode is about is we are going to be talking about everything related to symptoms in managing the pause. That's what we're going to talk about. And we're talking about also when we talk about symptoms in managing the pause, we aren't just talking about pre-pause, post-menopause, you know, menopause. We're talking about symptoms in general because so many of us have um, started different times. It's not just, oh, when you become 40, you're going to have this, or when you're in your your 50s, you're going to have this. It really starts at a different time, but we're not, we haven't in the past been talking about it, have we? So we talked about once before about being the red tent in our episode one where you know, women still were, were very quiet about it, about menopause. And I remember when we were having babies and we were always talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, the horrible, the, this doctor said this, this is happening to my body. We were hemorrhoids, like hemorrhoids, we, ugly. We shared right. our birth stories with right. I don't know, everybody, you know, right. all, you, you can actually talk about like shitting on the table and absolutely nobody. And like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and it, was like, it was acceptable and it was a topic of, of conversation. But if I'm in a group cocktail party and I start having a hot flash, I'm not going to say, Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so hot. Are you hot? Is it hot in here? You know, that's so funny. But like, look, Drew Barrymore, like what, two weeks ago, had a hot flash on TV and absolutely acknowledged it, right? Right. Full on. And we finally are making the shift. Yes. Drew Barrymore did it. Oprah just did a big um, show with Maria Shriver and Drew Barrymore and our Dr. Sharon Malone. And talked about how it's time to get out of the shadows. It's time to start talking about it. And that's one of the reasons why we have our podcast. But sometimes you don't know that it's actually related to menopause. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, like we could be feeling anxious and like, like increased anxiety and inability to Mm -hmm. focus and not understand that all of that stuff. It could be has to do with our our hormone levels our estrogen levels and right. um and perimenopause and so and that's I, our I, knowledge too yeah 100 the women are getting the knowledge because i didn't have the knowledge right i i started 
having these symptoms when I was 38 years old. And I went to my doctor and my doctor said, oh, you're too young for that. Um, if you're having hot flashes, you need to lose weight. Go home and lose weight. And then I just felt like, you know, oh, well, I guess I'm just lazy. <laughs> it's yeah. all me. It's all me. It's all me. Instead of really looking at some other alternatives, such as it could be, I'm a woman. It could be perimenopause. Right. I'm a woman. Just First of all, nobody ever used the words perimenopause. No. Ever, no. ever, ever. used that word. Mm-mm. No. 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 Either you're going through menopause or, Either you're, or and if you're in right. right. You're if you're going through menopause, you're an old lady, just like your mom. Right. And your once I acknowledge that, then I'm old. So I didn't bring up those symptoms. So when I was having hot flashes and, and a lot of my friends, you know, their periods are so irregular. They're like, well, you know, I've kind of had irregular periods my whole life. So I guess this is a new normal. We just suck it up. We just suck it up. But now that we're talking more about it and we're talking um, um, and getting educated, um, but it's up to us to be able to share that because not everybody is getting this. We just happen to be in the circle because we enjoy this. Right. But we're not all in this, in the, in the circle. I had a girlfriend's weekend um, a couple weekends ago and we're all like sitting around talking about different symptoms and like it, it hit me like, like a lightning bolt. Like over the last few years, I've had friends call me and been in crisis, right? There's nothing that's specific that's changed in their life, but all of a sudden there's this massive crisis and they are struggling so much emotionally. And I'm like, Oh, that was perimenopause. Yes. Mm, that was what yes. was going on. Right. But we yes. don't, it, it's just not something that's ever really been talked about and brought and, out to the forefront. And I think that the message should be, if you are a woman, you need to know this. doesn't matter how old you are. Right. You know, I found out about menstruating before I menstruated. I found about, out about having babies before I had babies. That's actually true. I, we don't have to wait till we're in it to be right. in a crisis. If you are a woman, you need to know this. And this is so part of the conversations. But we are such preparers, right? So we... We prepare for everybody else, for everybody else, for our for children. I mean, else. do you remember how big our bags were that we used to take with oh, us? Oh, absolutely. Right? Well, at least because the first we had child. Band-aids and we had oh, neosporin and we had extra change of clothes for our kids. We had everything in our bag. Everything. We were so prepared. We had looked at the weather. We knew what the weather was. Awesome. We were prepared for everyone else, like you just said. For everyone else. Yeah. Right. For everyone else. Not, so we have not prepared ourselves. We've not prepared ourselves, And the reality is that women go through menopause at different ages. Very. Some women go through it very young because they had to have a hysterectomy or they right. had radiology. I mean, right. um, and um, for cancer treatments and um, they go through it then. And they, they don't know who to turn to. They're 22 years old. Who are you going to go talk to your mom? I guess. You know, yeah. and then you have women. I have a friend that did that is 57 years old and still having a period. Now right. she has all the stuff, but just like, when will this ever end? So yeah. it's just being a woman. So we need to start off the conversation. 
if you're a woman, you need to yeah. know what some of these symptoms are so that you will better understand no, no, no. how to I deal think, with them. I think it's more than just if you're a woman. I think it's if you have a vagina. Yeah. Well, there's okay, a whole, but I don't want to get into the whole other okay. thing. Right. Because but that is the thing. And so vagina. people identify differently. So right. I would say if there is a natural virg- vagina or if there is a vagina. You were born female. With female, with female organs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Genitalia. Then yes. Yeah. So that's a side note. But here's the other thing. Here's what's amazing is by us talking about this now, we are actually preparing our children. Uh, absolutely. We are absolutely. preparing the next generation. So it's we're still doing what we do as as moms, right? As parents yep. and in taking care of our kids. But we are truly preparing the next generation by having We're preparing our daughters and yes. our granddaughters 100%. to understand. So that yep. it's not going to be um, a secret anymore. But so, uh, what I wanted to talk about today was this. Say, help me understand. Managing, because there's yeah. so much. There's, there's so, so much. We can't, we can't tackle all of it. But right. symptoms, there's some, there's actually like 37 to 50 different symptoms that. Yeah. that are so varied. But you're going to have some that are most common and you're going to have some that are just so strange that like one of them is itching. And I, oh, I was just going to say that. I mean, and it wasn't from dry skin. My itching only happened at night at okay. nine o'clock. Yes. Yeah. At night. Yes. And that's a, that is a, that is a symptom. It's not a common that one, but it's insane. a symptom. And I changed, I thought it was allergies. I thought it oh, was, God. you know, I changed my sheets. I changed my, my fabric softener, my fabric, everything. And I still, I'm like, is this hives? But I don't see, I, I don't know. But come to find out your estrogen dives in the evenings and it yep. can cause itching. Who That's knew? So funny. My husband literally yeah. said to me like a month ago, he's like, why are you wearing pajama pants to sleep? Like, because my legs itch. Itch. Yeah. They itch. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, "Well, do you, do you put something on?" I'm like, "No, if they're not dry, they're just no, really itchy. Just really itch, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the inside, it just it, it's yeah. itchy. So, but that's not common. But we need to know about it. Um, it another not. thing is, you know, some people, a lot of women have heavy headaches. Their headaches because now, uh, you know, it's once again, it's that estrogen, those hormone levels drop, and they have tremendous headaches. So. They're going to the doctors, they're getting brain scans, they're doing all of these oh things and spending lots of money and running in circles or just sucking it up instead of thinking, okay, maybe it is. But the common ones, though, are your hot flashes and your night sweats. You, you know what? It's not because you've got extra weight. It's not because you're, you're, you're not eating right. It's not because you just don't tolerate the heat anymore, you know? These are real things and you, you feel it viscerally. I mean, it's like, it starts from here and moves up. But and um, it changes all the time also. Absolutely. So it changes with like mm-hmm. what 
I eat during the day or what yep. I drink at night yeah. during the day. Yeah. Um, it's sugar. Like, Am I, I drinking like, eating sh- extra sugar? Yes. Yes. I feel like there has to be a way that we can monitor all of like what we do and how it impacts us. Like, and that's why it's data. important to have a, a, your own check system, your own checklist of symptoms. And I have something like that that I'll share in the podcast. It'll be a, a link. And right. it's a symptom checker to where it just lit, um, lists hot flashes, weight gain, sleeping problems, loss of libido, hair loss, you know, thinning hair, irregular periods, mood swings, just a list and just a real date when you when you entered this and some notes so that you put it in your journal, you put it in your day timer, you put it in your calendar, just where put it you on can your start phone. making notations. You right. can put it on your right. phone. Yeah. Absolutely. So that when you phone. phone to the doctor or when you go to your you whatever, your prescriber, this mm-hmm. is these are all data points and they're this so important. Mm-hmm. Information is power. Right. A hundred percent. If if we can get all of the data about what we're experiencing and we can take it to a professional, mm-hmm. then we They know they know how to help us. Yeah. But otherwise they're throwing darts at that board, right? And yeah. they're going to go to the things that are the worst case scenarios first, right? Well, so that's what we do when Google it. Yeah, but then they have to eliminate that. Right. So you have to go to that first. So you're doing tests. But if you're tracking these things on your own, then you can see, okay, what are some of the ways that I can eliminate these symptoms? Yeah, when your doctor can help yeah, you. for sure. And we won't talk about um, hormones and HRT today because that's a whole nother yeah. episode. Yes. And I have a, um, a guest speaker I'd like to bring in for that. Great. But um, I think, though, that we need to understand that there's a lot out there. If you, if you type in symptom um, help for sleep problems, you're going to get everything from um, supplements to... Um, pills to hormones you're also going to get a new mattress new pajamas oh my god the mattresses out there i know you know all of these things you're going to get bombarded with but if you're tracking your symptoms and you can see when you're having the most common hot flashes what did you eat beforehand right what did you drink that day what did you drink that day did you exercise that day yeah. If you if you did, is it helping? Is it hurting? What are these things that you can manage that your lifestyle changes have a big important part of all of these symptoms? And it's not going to change all of them. Some of them are just you're just going to have to make a decision on um, hormones or supplements or, or whatever that is. But right. a lot of it is that lifestyle changes. And I know we talk about diet and exercise, diet and exercise. But I heard something really good the other day, and it said, how can you, how, okay, when is the best pl- time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. When's the second best time to plant a tree? Today. Yeah. yeah. So I really like that analogy That's because really it made me think of exercise. Yeah. When was the best time to have started an exercise program? Right. 
20 years ago. Right. It was the best time to have worn sunscreen 20 yeah. years ago. 20 years, that 20 years ago. Wear sunscreen now? Right. No. But what's the second best time today? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Right now. So it's not too late. We Ooh, can still so do good, this. Allison. I really, really, really like that. that a good analogy? Yeah. I, yeah, I do I like really that. Too. So, yes, we have to start identifying all of our data. We are all mm-hmm. data points. And so I think that's such a good idea to start. Like, try, like when you wake up in the morning, I love the idea of what did I sleep like? What did I eat yeah. last night? Yeah. Did I eat chocolate? Well, you know, there are some trackers. You know, there's all kinds of wearable devices that you can use, but it's not capturing your notes and your thoughts and your feelings either. So you need to be able to capturing those important pieces so that your provider and yourself can see the trend. You know, is this a, is this a every once in a while? Is this an every single day and it's getting worse? Right. Is it getting better? So you can, you can view your, your own trends to be able to make choices for yourself. Love, love that. Power choice. Power choice. And managing your paws. Mm. And managing your paws. Yep. Yeah. All right. We're going to keep talking about these things, but thank you for joining us on um, and having another good conversation, Pam. But thanks for joining us on our podcast and we'll see you next time.